Welcome to the Psych 101 podcast, session number six. Today, we are going to be exploring some history, taking a walk down memory lane into where were we in mental health research and knowledge way back when, where are we now, and how do we understand what we know now? Because the thing about mental illness and mental health is that they're not very well understood by the general population. So here I am to educate you, to help you understand kind of where we are in terms of mental illness and honestly, how far we've come. I think a big problem today with our current society is that we forget how far we've come. We look at all the problems around us, and yes, there are a ton, don't get me wrong, but we look at all the problems, and then we say, oh, we're in such a bad place, whereas we are in such a good place compared to 20, 100, 2,000 years ago. So let's take a look at where we were way back when. We can look back thousands and thousands of years, and we've know we've seen we found that um, many cultures they would cut holes in the skulls of people who were mentally ill to release bad spirits, and they thought you know this is how they would get out. The question, of course, that we ask is, well, um, how do they get in if there are no holes? <laughs> So, right, didn't make a whole lot of sense, and obviously it didn't work, and oftentimes a person would die um, because of this, although oftentimes they would survive and then have multiple holes. We found skulls with multiple holes drilled into them to try to heal this person of their mental illness. Of course, we didn't know any better way back when, but then we come to a little bit more recent times. And during the Middle Ages, um, mental illness was often blamed on witches and the victims. And that, oh, this person is a victim of a witch. Obviously, we know now that that's not true. And of course, they had really awful ways of either trying to heal or trying to figure out, you know, oh, are they actually under a spell? Of course, we know now that is not true. And um, Hippocrates actually um, had some ideas when it came to mental illness. And he said that it was caused by an imbalance of the body's four humors, he called it. Phlegm, black bile, blood, and yellow bile. I mean, he was kind of onto something in regards to it was something in biological, it had a play in it. But the problem is he really didn't have the medical knowledge of the time to really explore what this was. And then, so we come back and, and there's a lot of ways, you know, in the past, we um, we used to, as humans, you know, good old humans, always taking care of each other. We used to just tie people in beds and just chain them in beds. And then that, that was the only way that was what we did is we took people who were mentally ill way back when, I mean, obviously this is anything recent, but we just chained and chained the best because we didn't know what to do with them, or they put them in cages. I, I mean, they or because they thought they were dangerous. And see, that's just the kind of thing that now we know a little bit better, a little bit better. And then we come to the present day, and the present day we've actually come a little far away, I would say. And then we have something called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, fourth edition the fourth edition, and it's better known as the DSM, 
um, four. Some call it the DSM four because the fourth edition. And this is a manual that is published by the American Psychiatric Association, and this covers every single kind of mental disorder found in adults and children. And this is a huge leap from where we've come because not only describes, okay, this is what the disorder is, but then gives some treatment recommendations as well, which is so helpful. But really to see, okay, what is a mental illness? It was something serious because everyone has their quirks. doesn't mean they're OCD, but really the fourth, the four things we need to look at are what we call the four D's, deviant, dysfunction, distress, and danger. If we look at those four things and say, okay, is this serious? Is this really a mental illness? Or is it just someone acting out? Or is it just a stage? So we can look at deviants. How far are they going outside of normal societal um, ways of thinking and talking and acting? You know, how are they, are they, are they acting way out of society's realm of appropriate behavior? If so, okay. Dysfunction. Is, are they unable to really live their life? Um, and distress, I think that speaks for itself. Is this causing them a great deal of distress? Is this hurting them? And of course, danger. Are they a danger to themselves and other people? If we look at those four things, and if all four of those things are kind of like, whoa, they're all kind of there, then we could say we're actually dealing with a mental illness. And there are different um, variances, uh, different methods of um, different levels of severe, mild, and right in the middle. There's not one thing. If you're mentally ill, it doesn't mean that you need to be locked up in a straitjacket because you're dangerous. Not at all. It really means that your mind got sick. And here's the thing is that there are actually different perspectives from doctors on the causes of mental illness. And of course, when I'm going through these different perspectives, it's not like one person says, oh, mine is right and everyone else's is wrong. No, like obviously it comes from a variety of different factors. These perspectives, what they're saying is, I think this is the main cause or I think this is really the main reason why this happens. The first one is biological, which means, like I said, you just got sick. You know, there's something wrong, an imbalance of your chemicals in your brain, something wrong with your body that causes this was you got sick through your biology. And if we fix your biology, we'll fix you. Now, in some people, that can definitely be true. But in others, that's not really the case. And then so there's also another this is kind of my favorite. This is like my, one of my favorite words, <laughs> psychodynamic theorists. So a psychodynamic uh, perspective means it comes from repressed conflict. So things that happened in your past that you never really resolved that are hanging over you. And this is the cause of it. And this is why you're dealing with all of this mental affliction, these mental health challenges is because of this. But then also there's another perspective, which is interesting. And, I th and this is one that I really have been looking into lately because it really fascinates me. And it's behaviorism. So a behaviorist perspective says that you learn this. You learn this either from the people around you or you learn this through yourself, through actions that you repeat. And the reason that I really find this interesting is because the more time you spend around people who are depressed, the more depressed you'll be. And the more time you spend around your people who are positive and go-getters and motivated, the more motivated you'll be. And of course, this isn't true across the board, and this isn't black and white, but in general, this is true. 
So I find this very fascinating that what if we took someone who's depressed and what if we surrounded them 24-7 with people who are mentally healthy, who were motivated, positive, who, you know, who wealth, who who helped each other. I wonder how much of an impact that would make. And from my experience, I'll just say from what I've seen is that makes a huge impact, which makes me leaning towards this behaviorist perspective. Though, of course, definitely biological and everything else as well. And then sociocultural. This, I mean, this is, and this is definitely, this kind of goes along with behaviorist, where it'll say it comes from your family, your friends, and society. Kind of going along with behaviorist, but more of the uh, focusing on the effects of the people in your life and the effects that especially society has on you. And we, and this is, and there's a really interesting example from this. Um, you know the phrase run amok? That actually comes from the 16th century um, in Malaysia, where in the Philippines, way back, you know, 16th century, um, and they would just start young men, young men at a certain point in their life, some young men would just start killing people, just start running around and killing people. And this was kind of seen as like a normal developmental part of your life or a normal response to trauma. And I find this very fascinating, but um, seeing the effects that society can have is seeing this as normal is that so if you grow up with this and you say, oh, if I if I experience a trauma, this is normal behavior. This is a normal way to relieve myself of that trauma. It's very it's very interesting, very interesting. Um, And this is just an interesting example of the history of mental health as well. And there's also cognitive, which is fascinating because we don't know a whole lot about consciousness and cognition. And it's a very interesting field that delves into quantum mechanics and a bunch of other stuff that we don't, I don't have the expertise or the time to go into. But this is where they simply say, look, you have an irrational belief or an irrational, more often, an irrational pattern of thought. So in a, a bad thought habit, which we see all the time in people who are dealing with depression, anxiety, and any other kinds of trauma. We see this all the time. And so this is definitely has very much credence, especially in my own mind, because I see this all the time. And because this is true. I mean, if you if you're thinking negatively all the time, that is going to manifest itself in depression. Like there's no there's no way around that. That is just a fact unless you are an extremely special individual and human being is that that those thought patterns result in more bad thoughts which result in more bad behaviors. So definitely cognitive. And then there's also um what we call it's kind of a medley of some. It's a biopsychosocial, which is another fun word to say. We have fun words here in psychology we get to say. And it's kind of like what I was saying before, you know, is taking a medley and saying, okay, well, biology, psychology, and culture, and then let's combine it into a single one method and perspective. So you'll see like with the previous ones, they weren't saying that this was the only cause. They're saying this is probably the main cause. Whereas this one is saying there is no main cause. I mean, of course, in different people, different people have, whether it's trauma, whether, you know, they they have different things going on in their life, which are main causes. But in general, it's more of a mental illness in itself is caused evenly by everything around you. You can't boil it down to one single thing, such as biology or behavior or culture or society. This is 
always interesting to me. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this. You can head over to youcan'tbeerace.com slash blog, and then you can leave me a comment on this episode, or you can hit me up, email, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on pretty much everything. I'm, I keep myself busy, but if you want to email me, it's Luke at youcan'tbeerace.com. I'd love to know if you've experienced mental challenges yourself, what do you think the main cause If going off of these different biological, psychodynamic, behavior, sociocultural, cognitive, or a medley of all of them, which one do you think has the most play in your life? And even if you're not, if you're not suffering from a mental illness, but you notice that your mood goes down or goes up certain times with certain people, that'd be very interesting to me to know. Because I know that the best mood I'm ever in is when I'm alone getting stuff done. When I'm writing blog posts, recording podcasts, when I am scheduling my social media and I'm just have my headphones on, I'm focused, then that is the best time for me to, for my mood. So I know that about myself is that definitely the society and the people around me have a big play on my mood and my mental health. But of course, my biology also, I know, also has a big play because I was diagnosed with major depression. Love to hear your thoughts on this. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. We will be back with more interviews, more thoughts, and more topics next week here on the Psych 101 Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Psych 101 Podcast. Remember, I have resources for you galore. You can head over to you can't be erased. I have a free ebook just for you. I have blog posts, more podcast episodes. Don't forget to leave a review on Stitcher and iTunes. And I don't know why I just put an accent on that because why not? We have fun on this podcast. We learn a lot and I hope you do it too. I will see you again next week here on the Psych 101 Podcast.